Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Studio. I'm your host, Martina Flor, and in this solo episode, I touch on how to plan for a kick-ass year. During the show, I will share the overall framework that I have used in the past years to plan ahead, simplify my business, and make a bigger impact and revenue with my skills as an artist, educator, and creative business owner. I will help you identify the things that are working and share with you a golden rule to spot what you should be focusing on to run a profitable business. After this episode, you will be ready to rock 2023. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to another solo episode. As you know, in these bite-sized episodes, we touch on different strategies and tactics to improve your skills and upgrade your creative business. You, I sound a little bit different today because I just came out of a cold, but I'm so excited to be recording this um, this podcast episode today because today we'll speak about how to plan for a kick-ass year, how to get ready to achieve your goals and upgrade your business in 2020. 23. And this is also the last solo episode of this, the third season of this podcast, which is crazy. Let me just stop for a second and say thank you so much for being there. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and to being there for every episode. Um, you know, we couldn't be doing this without you and uh, you are the reason why we are doing this. And I cannot believe that we are uh, going to start our fourth um, season next January. So wait for it. Uh, wait, wait for the fourth season because we are right now in the process of planning. What are the things that we want to change? What are the things that we want to bring in? And what are the guests that we want to have? Um, so if you have any ideas, if you have any wishes, just hit me up on Instagram. You know that you can um, you can just send me a direct message. And I would love to know what are the things that you would like seeing or hearing in this podcast because um, we are doing this for you to help you um to help you advance your creative business and your skills. And we would love to have your feedback. And yes, and it's just such a great experience to have gotten this far with this podcast. You know, we are now uh, running this podcast for almost, well, one and a half years. And it's been a ride. And it's been a, a great learning curve from the first idea and all the fears and all the insecurities that I felt in the very beginning when I started with the podcast and now how um, how we have gotten to this point uh, and all the, the guests and artists that we have had in this podcast it's just it has been such a great ride and it has overpassed my expectations so thank you so much again for being there and if you have any ideas for the podcast um just hit me up on Instagram. I would love to hear what are the things that you would like to hear. Um, yes, and as we are planning ahead for the next season of this podcast, today we are going to be speaking about how to plan ahead for the next year. And I want to tell you that I love this topic because this, you know, planning ahead has had a 
a huge impact on my business. Planning planning for the next year is not something I've always done. Actually, it's something that I have started doing recently. I would say in the last four to five years. And it has had such a huge impact on my business because before I thought, you know, as a freelancer um, and as a solo business owner, um, I used to think like, well, next year is starting. Hopefully I will get a lot of jobs and a lot of, you know, assignments will come my way. And I thought that, you know, it was a lot about like, you know, being surprised what what the results will be in the next year, right? And as I started planning ahead, I noticed that I could um, move the needle of my business and I could plan ahead on what are the things that I want to pursue, what are the things that I can, that I will start, what are the clients that I want to work with and how I could reach, reach out to them. Um, so planning ahead, uh, had a huge impact on my business and I want that for you as well. So if you're a freelancer um, or you're a so- solo business owner that as I used to do um, hopes for a great year next year, um, then I think this episode will be really useful. Um, now, why planning ahead is important? I think that many of us, when when we plan you know, when we think of the next year, we start the year uh, full of expectations and, uh, you know, because it's a fresh start. So we, you know, planning ahead may look like writing down our goals, right? Uh, so I used to do that. I used to write down my goals for the next year and just to make a list of all the things that I wanted to see happening in my life and in my business. And the problem with that is that I had problems hitting my goals <laughs> because um, I felt that, you know, every year I would just add more things to my list, right? I would just add more goals on top of the goals that I already had, right? So the list was getting longer or bigger and I had problems hitting my goals, right? Um, so I don't want that for me anymore and I don't want that for you as well. So since since some some years already, I use a system that is really simple. Of course, it has some nuance to it. We can go deeper into the precise Excel sheet that I use to plan, you know, to put the numbers and everything. But as a as an overarching system, I use the system that I'm gonna share with you today. Um, so what what I do is to. Um, to use a system to review the previous, the what happened in the previous year or in this year, and I, based on that information, I use that information to uh, to set up or to to determine the steps that I'm gonna follow or the things that I'm gonna pursue next year's next year, right? Um, so yeah, this I want to touch shortly on the mistakes that I see other freelancers doing which is which are also the mistakes that I used to do as a freelancer so many say as I used to say I'm a freelancer so it doesn't depend on me which which work comes my way and hopefully there will be some jobs coming my way right um and I think they meet they miss to see um you know, this, with this approach, you miss to see all the things that you could be doing to drive revenue to your business, right? You miss to see 
all of things beyond client work that you could be doing to drive revenue to your business, um, which can involve anything, can involve starting your own shop or um, starting your own online class or starting a series of workshops or writing a book. could be anything, right? Um, but I think that shifting that mindset of like, okay, as a freelancer, I'm just going to wait for uh, to see which, you know, which jobs will come my way and moving on to the position of saying, okay, what are the things that I'm going to be starting next year, which I really enjoy and will also drive revenue for my business? It already creates a big um, mindset shift. It also, I think that planning ahead and seeing, you know, focusing on the opportunities that you could be, um, you know, the opportunities that are there for your business also puts you in the position of control. I think that planning ahead gives you the, gives you the control over what's happening in your business, right? And this is all you want as a business owner, right? You want to be able to move the needle of your business. You want to be able to, to, um, to determine the direction of your business. Of course, a lot of things are unexpected and a lot of the things uh, or many of the things that you have planned for don't necessarily happen exactly the way you plan them. Um, or, um, or some surprise, surprises uh, pop up along the way, right? So, of course, there's things, you know, you cannot control everything, but you can control the vision of your business, the direction of, of your business, and some of the things that you want to start or you want to see happening in your business, right? And I feel that also by not planning ahead uh, on what's, you know, what do you want to see happening in your business, I think you miss seeing or identifying what are the seasons in your business? Because I always say that your your business has seasons. There's moments of your business where you will have less work. There's moments in your business where you will have more work. And these seasons tend to follow a pattern, right? And if you identify this pattern, that will also give you control over your business because you know that I don't know, during January and February, you will be calmer or the, 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 the client work will be lower in your case, right? Because you are, you know, you work for nonprofits or you work for, I don't know, for agencies, right? And during January and February, there is less jobs for you, right? So you know that during January and February, this is a great time for you to start certain things or, or to pursue certain ideas, right? Because you have more time in your hands and also understanding these seasons gives you, um, gives you calm so that you don't freak out when things are not, when things are really calm and you don't go crazy when, uh, when there's a lot of work coming your way, right? So, um, these are the things that, by not planning ahead, you're missing on seeing as a business owner, identifying the seasons of your business and using that as a tool to create new things, right? Um, and when I say tools, it's like using the free time that you have 
to create something new that will drive revenue to your business or to pursue some idea, some business idea that you have within your business. Um, so using that resource that is um, that you have a lot of uh, at that moment to start something new, right? So let's get right into the system that I used to plan ahead. And as I said before, this is not necessarily a system. I, I also have sheets, a sheet, a specific sheet that I use to um, to fill in the numbers and understand how, you know, what the cash flow is going to be. But I think as an overarching system, you can follow the um, the following steps, which are, which are three steps. The number one is reflecting. Look back at the things that you have accomplished this year that brought you joy and results. And these are some of the questions that you can start asking yourself. What were my favorite experiences? What were the favorite things that I have done in my business or as a business owner uh, or as a creative this year? What felt easy? What were the things that is like, oh, I mean, I finished that job in just two hours and it was done. It was invoice done, right? Or I, you know, I did that workshop and it felt so easy. It was so fun. And that's it. You know, it's done. Um, so what felt easy and what felt hard? What felt like you were climbing the Everest, right? What felt really hard, really complicated? What felt that you had, you were just going beyond your... Yeah, you, you were going, you were pushing it too hard, right? In order to have it done. Um, what did you love creating and working on? What were the things that even when they lasted a long time that you kept on, you know, you, you, you stay motivating, motivated all along the way, right? What do you never want to do ever again? What were the things that you did this year? that you don't want to do again. And lastly, and also very important, what brought in what brought in the most revenue, right? For this, you can use an Excel sheet. What I do is um, you can use a journal and write all these questions and kind of write down your results. You can also use a sheet and, you know, um, kind of give a, give a, a note to each one of the, of the topics, right? So what, you know, from all the projects that you have done this year, what were the ones, you know, what were the ones that, that worked better? What were the ones that made you happier? You can use an Excel sheet or you can write it down on paper, right? But it's important to just identify those things that you really enjoy, that the things that really felt, felt really hard or that you didn't enjoy at all and you don't want to do again. Um, and also identify what were the things that brought the most revenue. This will give you a lot of information um, about what works and what makes you happy and what keeps you motivated as a business owner. If you have listened to, um, you know, to previous episodes, um, I... You know, if anything, I want to help you build a container. Um, you know, I see a business, a creative business as a container where you get to do your best work, right? And you get to do it in the way you want it, right? So 
you know, looking back at the things that you have done during the year and understanding whether you are in the right track, you are doing the work that you love doing. Um, it gives you a lot of information on what are the things that you need to be changing next. Um, and it's interesting because when I teach, I have, you know, I, I, I teach uh, other creatives and students to to create lettering or to master lettering. And I often say, I often say to them that the solutions to your drawings are in your drawing. And the same applies to your life and creative business. The solution to your business are in your business, are in the information you have already there. So all of the things that you have done throughout the year, they give you information. And this information is the one that will inform your next steps. So again, step number one, reflect. Identify the things that you enjoy doing, the things you didn't enjoy uh, doing, and what brought in the most revenue. Number two, identify the big players, right? Um, so once you answer those questions and put the finger on what works in terms of bringing joy into your business, but also bringing revenue into your business, um, move on to applying the 80-20 rule. And you may be wondering what the hell is this rule? So the 80-20 principle, which is also known as the Pareto principle, I don't know if I'm uh, pronouncing that properly, but Pareto, 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 Pareto principle is an aphorism that states uh, that 80 percent of the results are driven by 80% of the efforts. There's a book that is really good about this. It's called The 80-20 Principle, The Secret of Achieving More with Less by Richard Koch. Uh, I'm going to put it on the on the show notes so that you can read it because it really, you know, because of this rule, um, my planning, the planning for, for the next year or my planning system really reach a new level um, because the 80-20 principle is, you know, makes you identify what are the things in your business uh, or what are the few things in your business that are bringing the most revenue and the most joy, right? Um, so once you identify this 20%, what I do with this, and in this case, you do need to get a little bit more geeky and perhaps you will need to use a, a, a sheet or a Google sheet or a, a, an Excel sheet to, um, to really write down the numbers and understand what are the things that, um, that bring you more uh, that are bringing more revenue in your business. And uh, in my case, for instance, I have, in my business, I have a, a, an Excel sheet where I have the different income streams of my business. And by the end of the year, I get to see very clearly how much is coming in through client work, how much is coming in through, um, through my online classes or my books. And I get to clearly see like, okay, you know, this is, this is the big, player right and of course this needs to be confronted with the, the, the amount of time that you have invested in each one of the um, of the points right because this is also it's also about understanding where most of your efforts are going right so where where are you investing most of your time and um, 
and kind of put it in contrast um, or contrasted or put it in contrast with what is what is bringing the most income into your business, right? But the 80-20 principle is a really, is a big game changer. Um, and I would recommend you to read the book, uh, this, the 80-20 principle, The Secret of Achieving More with Less by Richard Koch because it really breaks down the, the principle and it really helps you, gives you ideas or examples of how you can um, identify, uh, you know, that 20% that is bringing the most results and how, how you can, you know, by identifying that, then you can move on to the step number three, which is simplify. So the step number one is reflect identify what are the things that you like, what are the things that you enjoy, the things that you didn't enjoy. The step number two is identify what are, you know, what is that 20% that is bringing most of the results and most of the revenue into your business. And then step number three is simplify and double down on those, on that 20%, right? So and maybe you you can you can reson you will resonate with this thing that I'm gonna say, but you know it happens to me even when I I consciously try to simplify my business every single year. It happens to me that um, that you know throughout the year I tend to to make to turn my business into a, a complex machine. So throughout the years, I, I, I come up with ideas and I come up with new things that I want to try. And suddenly there, you know, my, my business gains complexity. So I think it's great to kind of stop for a second at the end of the year and think and look back at what you did and make a, a conscious effort in simplifying. And the 80-20 rule is amazing for that because you can identify that 20% and kind of simplify or get rid of all the rest. It sounds a little bit um, strong, but kind of understand understand that your business could continue to run on just that 20% because that's the one that is bringing the most results, right? And sometimes, yes, you will need to let go of stuff, right? And this is this is tough because, you know, everything you create with your business or within your creative business is, is your little baby. And sometimes you need to let it go. And also, I think the, the hardest part of letting go on some things that are not working or that are not serving you anymore is that you have invested a lot of time on those things already. It happened to me in 2019 uh, that by going through this process of planning ahead, I, you know, it, it, beca- it became obvious that I needed to close my job. And, and it was a tough decision because I, I had invested so much time money and effort and love and expectation on that online shop that I used to have. And the, you know, the, the products that I created for that online shops, they were, each one of them were my babies, you know, and also that online shop had also created a great transformation within my business. The, the online shop, setting up the online shop was, um, was really important, uh, to make my business grow into, 
the next step, right? And yes, and I had to decide, you know, I decided to to let go of it and it was so tough to do it, but at the same time was so liberating. You know, once you make that decision, the decision is done. I think that the hardest part is to make the decision of saying like, hey, this is not serving me anymore or I don't shine here anymore or yes, just understanding that this is this is no longer uh, for you, right? Um, but I think that also, you know, I think a good way of or a, a good way of letting go is also thinking of of the fact that holding up to that, uh, holding onto that thing will keep you away from using that time and energy into the things that really matter and bring your business and life a step forward, right? And so I think that that was also something to look forward to when I when I decided to to let go of my online shop. That it was like, okay, you know, this is my my little baby and I don't want to let it go. But at the same time, look at all the time that will free up and will be available for me to invest in the things that are really making uh, a difference, uh, right? Now, once you have gone through the process of, as I said before, one, reflecting and understanding, analyzing what happened this year, what are the things that you enjoy, what are the things you didn't enjoy, and you move on to step two, identifying the big players and you know, understanding, applying the 80-20 rule and understanding what are the things that are bringing the most results. What is that 20% that is bringing the most results? And I'm in number three, Three, and going to the step number three, which is simplifying. So letting go of those things that are not serving you and your business anymore and double, doubling down or using that time into the things that are moving the needle of your business. Now, after you have gone through these three steps, you probably are left, you're probably left with some notes and some or a few things in which you need you will need to be focusing on next year, right? And that's it, actually. That's the thing. Identifying the things that are important to you are a big part of achieving them, right? Now it's left to you to kind of plan the steps that you're going to be following to achieve those goals because writing down the goals or writing down what you want to achieve with your business is not enough. Now it's time for you to sit down and take a calendar and kind of put the steps or whatever productivity tool you're using. If you're using Asana, I use Asana for instance, and for every new goal or thing that I want to achieve. I create a new project and I, I define, I break this down into um, into chunks of things that I need to get done in order to achieve those goals. I will probably record an episode next year about how do, how do I break down my goals into actionable steps. Um, but yeah, I mean, you already have clarity around what you want to achieve, what are the things that you're going to let go, which is already huge. And now it's, it's just up to you whether you, you plan the, the steps to actually achieve those goals. So I hope that this episode was useful in terms of 
you know, using this time, using this holiday season to kind of think of all the things that you have created this year and what worked, what made you feel great and what are the things that you want to achieve next with your business. Um, on my side, I am also going through this process right now and I also, uh, I'm also in the process of, you know, looking back and and thinking what are the things that that I achieved this year and what are the things that I, I want to achieve next year uh, for me this podcast is part of 2023 as well is part of my planning as well my community of uh, artists is also part of uh, what I want to continue doing next um, yes So hopefully this episode has helped you get some clarity around what are the things that you want to achieve next year. I am looking forward to see you back in 2023 with the uh, season four of this episode. And I appreciate you so much for being a listener of this podcast. If you leave us a review, that will be greatly appreciated. It will help us grow the podcast and also will help other people find it. See you on the next episode of Open Studio. Bye-bye. So this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast where you can see previous episodes find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye.